This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. I have Kadarius Tony number nine here. Um, you know, people have been frustrated with him and the fact that he hasn't been playing and, you know, everything surrounding him with his hamstring injury and all that. Uh, but I have him here at number nine. People have Enough people have dropped him to where he's now available in more than 50% of leagues. Um, I'm just going to stash him. Like, I'm not looking to play him this week. I don't, I don't know if he's going to play this week. No idea. Even if he does yep. play, I don't want to start him unless he's getting full practices all week long, which he probably won't, given the fact yep. that he didn't practice at all last week. This is a stash. Like, I, I probably won't be thinking about playing him for a couple weeks, but it's one of those situations where if he gets a couple limiteds in this week, he's out, and then next week he gets a couple full practices in, you might be able to start him in, like, week 16. And I still think there's upside here, and I still think that it's worth he's worth rostering right now. We still got four weeks left, you know? Yep. So this, that's a lot of time, okay? We have a whole month left. Uh, for for fantasy football, so I want to I want to I want to bench him. I want to grab him, throw him on my bench, and just see what happens. There's upside waiting to happen here. I'm not panicking with Kadarius Tony. I'm not completely off of him, and I understand why a lot of people would be. I'm not. Yeah, so that's what it comes down to. I'd be surprised if Kadarius Tony is on the waiver wire. If he is, pick him up, just bench him, stash him. You know, whatever you need to do, keep him on your roster because, like you said. You can't panic with Kadarius Tony. Obviously, there's problems. You know, it looks like that hamstring injury is an issue still. And um, he definitely disappointed you if you started him in your lineup uh, last week or the week before, whatever, whatever it was, when he was supposed to go off and, and he put up a donut. I, I think that that definitely makes it difficult for anybody to trust him anymore the rest of the season. But you just have to wait for him to get healthy. And you have to remember that Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. And against the Bengals, you know, it looked like the Chiefs were missing, you know, talent at wide receiver obviously Travis Kelsey was there he had a quiet quieter game um, but nobody was really making those plays that they needed in the you know receiving game when they got down to the goal line and they scored that that touchdown to go ahead before the Bengals came back and I think scored a touchdown Mahomes had to jump over the line like jump man on fourth down to get that touchdown He'd be, like if they have anybody on the outside on the perimeter and a receiver to actually do some scoring for them you know and actually make that play you don't have to risk your how much what's he getting paid like 500 million you don't yeah. have to risk your half a billion dollar quarterback, you know, <laughs> like you don't have to have him do that. If you can just get somebody open on the outside and he can throw it instead of, you know, risking himself life and limb to get that touchdown. Um, obviously there are bigger problems than that outside of the game, but Kadarius Tony, that wide receiver room is still wide open, even though Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scandling have contributed, you know, on and off uh, this season. So definitely pick him up and stash him. I'd be surprised if he's on your waiver wire, pick him up if he's there. 
Jarek McKinnon, I got him at number 10 here. Um, he did share the work, you know, with Isaiah Pacheco on early downs. Um, and then on top of that, he was a primary pass catcher. And then on top of that, he's getting snaps inside the five as well. So the, these roles will be intercha- you know, interchangeable between these two guys. But yeah. the fact that, you know, McKinnon is getting a little bit more weighted opportunity, getting targeted out of the backfield by Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, he just has to be picked up. Like he should be on your roster. He's a he's a PPR flex play. Um, and then, you know, he has a chance of scoring any given week because of the fact that the Chiefs offense is good. So, you know, he shouldn't be on waivers, I I, I would say, especially if this continues to be a two man backfield. Yeah, I, I like Jerick McKinnon, even though, you know, the running backs in this Chiefs offense haven't been, you know, fantastic for fantasy. Um, Isaiah Pacheco has come on a little bit, but Jerick McKinnon is locked in for some receiving work every week. Like Isaiah Pacheco is the early down guy. He he got a couple targets last week, I think. But Jerick McKinnon, regardless, is still, you know, the go-to passing down back, and they're going to continue to use him that way. And it doesn't seem like his floor is that bad with that receiving work. I think he got exclusively receiving work two weeks ago. And, you know, he actually put up a respectable performance for what he got. So he's someone that kind of gets overlooked. You know, if he's sitting on your waiver wire, there's a good chance he might be because people just don't see the value in him. But he can be, you know, a solid, you know, contingency play for every week um i'm not you know starting him and expecting huge things he scored last week so it looked good but um you know definitely don't let that type of value just sit on the waiver wire. I'd, I'd pick him up i agreed um jameson williams i have him here at 11 just as like a a stash i'd rather stash Kadarius tony jameson williams he had a few snaps last week but you know nothing nothing notable like he like he came in on random plays like you know he came in on plays where they were like kneeling down so like yeah he I don't know if he's all the way ready. Like if DeAndre, like the way they handled the, the DeAndre Swift situation, we might not see Jamison Williams until 2024 playing a, a legit role. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. like, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm picking him up, stashing him. you know, if you have the room, but not a priority ad for me, but, but no. a, a solid stash, I would say. Not a priority ad. Jamison Williams, you know, I'm not sure even with Amon Roberts, St. Brown playing the way he is. I'm not sure if we're going to see him get a whole lot of looks. You know, he's demanding a lot of targets. I'm on Ross St. Brown is. So I'm not sure James Williams is going to be able to make that headway, especially with a healthy DJ Chark ahead of him. And like you said, DeAndre Swift is starting to, you know, be a bigger contributor for the team overall and in the passing game. You got Mike White at 12 here. If you need a quarterback, you know, White has been getting it done. He's throwing the ball a lot. Um, I'm not necessarily super worried about the Buffalo matchup if I need a streamer. Um, you know, the Buffalo defense. They're, they've been all right. You know, they haven't been a team that has been just like shutting people down. So, yeah, you know, this is going to be a competitive game between these two teams and he has weapons and I wouldn't be surprised if he has a decent game. So I, I, I might not have him as a top 12 option this week, but top 15 option this week. And, you know, depending on, you know, I, <laughs> this is also really like if you need a quarterback the rest of the way and you can't pick up Huntley, you can't pick up golf for this week, but you need somebody for later on. Like, look at their schedule. You know, like we mentioned the schedule, you know, for like Corey Davis before, and I'll mention yeah. it again. After Buffalo, they have Detroit, Jacksonville, and Seattle. So some matchups where Mike White can actually do his thing, assuming that he remains quarterback. I don't see any reason why they would move away from him at this point, despite Robert Sala saying, yeah, we do. We, we want to get back to Mike White. I mean, we want to get back to Zach Wilson at some point this year. Please don't do that. Please don't no. do that. Imagine. Imagine Mike White finishes out the regular season and then Zach Wilson gets to start in the playoffs. Oh, Jesus. Could you imagine? No, I can't. I, I, that would never happen. Imagine. That would be, that would be like the it. worst decision of all time. Would it? Because this is your second overall pick from last yeah, year. You know, they're going to be like, be. well, let's give him another shot. Like, 
in the playoffs? Imagine it would be no. a terrible it would be a terrible decision. But you gotta think, do they at least consider that? They're like, how demoralizing would that be? You know, you're finally in a playoff game and they don't play you. Like, if they do that, that would tell me that they're just like off of Zach Wilson. They're gonna move him or he's gonna just be out all right off the team next season. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You think the Jets go for a quarterback maybe next season? I don't, I don't think they're going to have the draft capital to, but do you think they might be in the market for another quarterback? <laughs> yes, I think so. If I were them, I would be. If Mike White wins a playoff game, do you think they would be? I, I still think they would. I still think yeah. they would. I think they're going to bring in another quarterback and just make sure that you know they, they kind of like do their due diligence. Have Mike White there. I think they're going to resign him. You know, but not to like some like starting quarterback type of money. You know, oh, yeah. I think he he still signs backup type of money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I got Greg Dolchitz here at number thirteen. You know, he had a decent week last week, but like we mentioned before, you know, it's really hard to depend on the Broncos' offense. But he's one of the few tight ends who is a running around on almost every dropback and b. Uh, he's very talented, <laughs> yeah. you know. So like, so that's that's really what it comes down to. So if you need a tight end, he's a solid pickup. Uh, and then you got Michael Gallup at number fourteen here. We talked about him briefly yesterday. He caught two touchdowns in this game, and you know he did. A couple of games ago, him and Noah Brown were kind of sharing that wide receiver, wide receiver two spot. But over the last two weeks, he has completely overtaken Noah Brown. Uh, as the wide receiver too, because in two wide receiver sets, he was the he's the only wide receiver on the field with C D Lamb. Um so that's something worth noting. And it just so happens that over the last two weeks he's had better games than before. So if you look at the schedule moving forward, he has Houston this week, decent matchup, Jacksonville, Philly, and Tennessee. So decent schedule the rest of the way. He'll probably be a flex play, not more than that, but he has a little bit of upside because of the offense. Yeah, a little bit of upside because of the offense. It's when they throw a fade ball, which is pretty much a money ball, you know, for any receiver, it's going to Michael Gallup. And he's been very good at that. We've seen that through his career. That's what he does. Um, I think that he's a nice upside flex play every week. I wouldn't be comfortable starting him any higher than that. But as a flex, I think he's fantastic. You know, he's, I think he's a, a rough play at wide receiver three but he's an excellent flex. That's the way I kind of view him because, you know, you can have the upside there, but you're not going to be burned, you know, if you, if you start at flex. He's going to have a couple catches a game, at least as long as he's healthy. The only thing that complicates this for me is if Dallas would sign Odell Beckham. Uh, then maybe we start seeing him come off the field a little bit more. I'm not sure. It depends. We'll have to see what the status is of Odell if they do sign him. You know, we're not sure what his health is just yet. They, he might not yeah. even play till the playoffs. Um, yeah. So maybe, maybe that worry is a little, you know, ill-founded, but it would definitely complicate things. It would make it harder for me to trust Michael Gallup um, long-term. Obviously, maybe next week I wouldn't worry about it, even if they signed him, but moving forward, just something to keep in mind. Yeah. It's weird that Odell isn't working out for teams. That's yeah. the weird, that's the weird that's part That's what about I'm talking about with, with the health situation. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. That is a little odd. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
I have Tony Jones here at 15 because of what I mentioned earlier that, you know, if if DJ Dallas can't play, which I don't think he will he will play because of that high ankle sprain. Uh, if Travis Homer is also out with that knee sprain uh, and if Kenneth Walker is out as well, uh, you know, with the jammed ankle, then Tony Jones would be next up. So, yeah, <laughs> if you're shooting that straw, if you, you know, if you're you know, if you're trying to figure out, like, who am I playing in this flex? You're in a deep league. Pick up Tony Jones, see what happens this week. And then I got Alexander Madison at 16, uh, just as a handcuff. That's it. Like, he's one of the best handcuffs available on a lot of waiver wires. Uh, you know, Dalvin Cook hasn't gotten hurt in a long time. So that's why Madison's on the waiver wire, because people were like, yo, I've been holding on to this guy for like 10 weeks. Dalvin Cook has been fine. I'm going to drop him. So I want him. I want to stash him, keep him on my bench. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Because God forbid Dalvin Cook gets hurt. Alexander Madison is going to be a league winner. That's it. Yeah. That's it. 100%. And Madison, he actually scored a touchdown last week, right? Yeah. Against the Jets. And he had that celebration. That was pretty funny. But, oh, uh, yeah. That was funny. Yeah. He, he, he did like the, the soccer, the soccer yeah. twerk, right? <laughs> the hamstring, the fake hamstring injury and the soccer twerk. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. that was funny. Solid. But uh, yeah. Solid. Solid. We say, the, we say the same thing about Alexander Madison on here every week. So it's like, no need to be the dead horse. He's just, you know, pick him yeah. up if he's on the waiver wire. He's in perfect handcuff. You know, if anything would happen to Dalvin Cook down the stretch, you're going to have you guys know a it. big power shift. Yeah, you guys know what it is with Madison. Um, yep. And then Jordan Mason, I have him here at 17. He was the guy behind Christian McCaffrey. It was not Tyrion Davis-Price. So, you know, there's not a lot of running backs left in this backfield. Okay. No. You know, Elijah Mitchell's gone. Jeff Wilson's gone. It's Christian McCaffrey. You know, God forbid he gets hurt. Jordan Mason will be the next guy up. We know that this offense, you know, can support running backs. Jordan Mason has looked good in his limited opportunities over the last two weeks. And with more volume, he can get it done. So pick him up. He's a stash. Yeah. I don't think there's anything more than a stash. He doesn't have any really standalone value for me. No, no standalone value. No standalone value. At least if they continue to use Christian McCaffrey the way they used him uh, on Sunday. You cross your fingers. Hopefully. Because that's how they should use him with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Trust me. I'm crossing my fingers. Um, (laughs) Matt Collins at 18. Uh, you know, he's a guy that, you know, you kind of just plug in and he's been solid. Like he hasn't gotten his floor has, hasn't been super low, you know, 11 points, 16 points, 8.5 points over the last three weeks in PPR nine targets, you know, two of the last three weeks, he sees the Rams this week, which is a pretty good matchup. So I'm fine throwing him, uh, as a flex play and somebody, you know, who Carr has been looking for lately. Yeah, and he's been looking for him all season. You know, obviously he's kind of hurting because Devontae Adams is having such a huge season. But in those games where, you know, Devontae Adams is a little bit quieter, you know, see you see that's where the targets are going when Devontae Adams doesn't have that huge game. It's going to Mac Collins. So he's liable to be, you know, a, a low-end wide receiver too every week. Um, it doesn't always happen. It, more often than not, it's, you know, obviously Devontae Adams getting the work. But that type of upside, you can start that. You know, there's nothing... Yes. You, there's no reason that you can't start that. I, I would be comfortable starting him, even though he hasn't had fantastic output, you know, throughout the season. Those games where he has, you know, that good target share, he, he gets it done. So you can start Mac Collins, and I'd be surprised if he's on the waiver wire. Um, if he is, you could pick him up. You know, he's an underrated ad at this point. You know, if you need somebody to fill in for somebody that's on buy, it feels weird having guys on buy week 14, and there's actually a bunch of teams. I know, man. So, so many teams. Yeah, there's a bunch. So this is like the worst case scenario if you're trying to make a playoff push. But if you need somebody to push you in, you know, Matt Collins, uh, he's pretty safe. I, I would sleep well. He wouldn't be the reason I'm up at night if I had to start yeah. him in place of one of my starters. Yeah, it's weird to say the Rams is a good matchup, but it is. 
It just yeah. they haven't been great against perimeter wide receivers this year. The game's going to be um, competitive, I think. It, it, at maybe. least at least competitive because the Raiders. Derek Carr will make it. Yeah, Derek yeah. Carr will make it competitive because he the always Ra- stoops low to the competition. Yeah, the Raiders have looked good, but you know this is the Raiders we're talking about, and just two three weeks ago they were two and seven. So they're five and seven now. Do they maybe maybe make a playoff run? You know, maybe it's in the cards. We'll see. They would be very Raiders of them to do that, but we'll have to see. That's true. Uh, I got Isaiah McKenzie here at nineteen going up against the Jets this week. A little bit of a tough matchup, but the Jets have been a little bit vulnerable to slot wide receivers. The first time these guys played against each other, McKenzie did not have a good game. But if I'm not mistaken, McKenzie didn't even play that much. The difference this time around, let's see, McKenzie last time, 66% of snaps, so nothing too crazy. But the rap participation over the last two weeks has been way higher than it has uh, in, you know, before. So the first time they played against the Jets, he didn't have that really crazy route participation, that high route participation, and right. he will this week. So that's why I think McKenzie is a solid pickup in PPR leagues. You know, you kind of want to be attached to the Bills offense. And, you know, I, one of the reasons why I like McKenzie early on in the year is because of that chance that, you know, he sees, you know, 70, 75%, 80% route participation with Josh Allen and any, any receiver who's getting that, especially out of the slot. I want that. Um, and now he's kind of getting that a little bit more over the past two weeks. So I, I'm, I'm right. cool with McKenzie. He might have had a bigger game last week, you know, if uh, he didn't get hurt early in that third quarter. Um, and, he, you know, he, I think he, he, only, he already had five catches early in that third quarter. He could have had more. So yeah. something to keep in mind going into this week. Yeah, he, we, the reason we were, you know, you, you were talking about was because you thought about him maybe having the Cole Beasley role, you know, the slot receiver yeah. from Josh Allen. You know, he could do that. And he still can. I think Isaiah McKenzie might be just a bit more talented than Cole Beasley. Obviously, Cole Beasley can run routes. But I think yeah. Isaiah McKenzie has, you know, more speed. He's, he's more of a burner. He could do more with the ball once it's in his hands than Cole Beasley did. But, um, yeah, if he can get to that type of role, which it looks like he's kind of trending that direction, He's definitely, you know, moved up in the offense as far as them wanting to use him. They definitely want to use him a little bit more. Um, so you can pick him up. He's fine. I think the upside is there because he has boom and bust weeks. He's not necessarily Gabe Davis, but, you know, he'll get it done for you. I think his floor might be a little bit safer, and that might just be – eh, maybe not. I don't know. We'll have to see. But <laughs> as I mean, it's a good offense. He's a receiver yeah. there. He's talented. Josh Allen's quarterback. Enough that. You know, pick him up. At, yeah, at, yeah. At this point, it's just like you're kind of shooting at straws. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. you know, who who knows? Um, and then I got Nico Collins here at number 20 as, as the last one. Um, you know, he had 11 targets this past week without um Brandon Cooks in the lineup. Uh, Brandon Cooks, like, it's one of those situations where like, do the Texans just shut him down? Like, he was number one. Like, he didn't want to be there, right? He, yeah. He's dealing with a little bit of an injury. I have a feeling that they might just shut down Brandon Cooks. It's very possible. Um, Nico Collins, you know, I don't even think Cooks is that hurt. Like, if this was a competitive team, I don't think Cooks would be out of this game. Like, I think he would have been playing this entire time. Um, So he's been in and out the lineup. I think Nico Collins could potentially be the target leader uh, over the next several weeks. Uh, So, you know, someone to pick up. You know, I'm not super excited about it. I don't even think he has a high floor. Uh, But... The fact that, you know, you got to pay attention when somebody gets 11 targets. You know, he did have yeah. a touchdown last week. I would not start him against Dallas, <laughs> personally. No. Like, I would not. But they have Kansas City in Week 15, Tennessee in Week 16, and then Jacksonville in Week 17. So, good playoff matchup. Uh, and I'm only picking him up, uh, you know, in case Cooks does get shut down. So, this is 
a pickup that you know you're in a deep league and you'll pick up Collins, and that's about it. Yeah. I, I'm not really comfortable starting Collins if Cooks is active. Something to note though about you know Nico Collins, he's had ten to get what eleven targets, ten targets last week, nine with targets the week before that, seven and ten. You know they've yeah. been playing from seriously behind in a lot of those games yeah. these past two weeks, especially, and he makes up a lot. He gets a lot of targets in garbage time. You know, and that could be worth something. I mean, they're playing against Dallas, and Dallas could, you know, go up early. And I don't want to get ahead of myself because I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't want to jinx them. But they could get up early, and Nico Collins could just have that garbage time, you know, touchdown. That would yeah. make him relevant on the week, you know. And he's getting those targets anyway. Obviously, t- 11 targets last week. He only had three catches, so it's not fantastic. But he's getting enough volume where it's kind of forcing him to be relevant. And that's okay. Um, I'm going to be choosing the um... – like whatever the spread is in this game, I'm going to be choosing the Texans. This is like the ultimate trap game ever. Like it's like the, one of the yeah. best teams in the league and the worst teams. Like this, this spread is going to be ridiculous. If I'm choosing you, yeah. the Texans. If you want to talk about, <laughs> yeah, the point differential in these teams, Dallas leads the league at plus 127 and the Texans are minus 99 and that's the worst in the league. So oh, I, I actually, I do see an early, the early spread is 14 and a half. That's not even that bad. I thought earlier this season, I saw somewhere, I, I had an uncle. I was, he was betting. And um, he had the Bills twenty and a half against the Steelers. I remember <laughs> like, that. And this, and this, I think this did the Steelers. I think the Steelers. No, they didn't cover. Uh, they didn't. No, they didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> he had the Steelers. He's like, this is a Mike Tomlin team. You know, this, this uh, they can't lose by twenty. And they uh, did. That would literally be my uh, rationale as well. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm surprised the line isn't that the you know the spread isn't any bigger. It might, it might, they might get a little bit bigger. I mean, are they? I think it's probably in Texas. That's probably why. Um, it, you know, if it was in in Dallas, it would be a lot higher. Because no, it's. In I Dallas. think it is in Dallas. No, it's in Dallas. Yeah, it's in Dallas. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, uh, that's confusing. Maybe it's because we, we it, saw it, Dallas trying to play with their hear, food. Did you hear what I just week. said? I said it's in Texas. Like, yeah, no shit. It's going to be in Texas. Regardless. <laughs> it's the battle of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say, like Texas. I don't know, uh, but yeah, with with Dallas. You know, that, that, that's interesting. I'm not sure why that would be. And I don't want to talk up, like I said, my team too much, but I don't know. That seems a little odd. I might take, you know, Dallas to cover in that one if it's Maybe. only two touchdowns. Like, come on. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us, guys. Um, we'll see you guys tomorrow. We'll, we're going to be going over our quarterback rankings and our running back rankings for week 14. Big week. Big week. Make sure that you stay tuned this week. You know, listen, even if you're out of it, yeah, I don't know if you listen to it, if you're out of it, or if you're going to be out of it. I, I think it's, it makes sense to keep paying attention because you might not have paid attention to Amon Ross St. Brown last year and you wouldn't have drafted him this year, yep. right? Like A lot of things happen towards the end of the year where, you know, things matter. You got to pay attention, and it'll give you the upper hand going into 2023, okay? See what he did there. Uh, but, <laughs> I, yeah, you're right. I didn't even notice that. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but, yeah, guys, uh, good luck this week. Uh, good luck in your waiver wire claims. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Take it easy. See ya. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 